Welcome to the Jersey to Vegas podcast. This podcast talks about the hows, whys, and what's next in your life journey. If you're looking to start fresh and turn over a new leaf, you're in the right place. Now, here's your host, Pete Isip. Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Jersey to Vegas podcast, episode number 39. You're here on a Monday. It is uh, windy outside here in the lovely Las Vegas. Uh, funny, someone messaged me and said, Viva Las Vegas. And I don't know, I don't know why people say that. Is it a song? Is that re- reason? Is it like Ricky Martin, I think? Viva Las Vegas? Or is that La Vida Loca? Anyway, I don't know where, where that was going. But it is, uh, it's Monday. Let's get into a couple things here. Um really fast is the the fact that I feel good <laughs> it's like uh it's kind of weird to feel that way it's kind of weird to feel like I understand the world that's going around me now um I'm not in like a, a really hard depressive state actually I'm not in a depressive state at all let's see see how like I go back and I tr- you're so inclined or so addicted to feeling one way that it's really hard to feel good you know it's really hard to allow yourself to feel okay not even good like feel okay because you're so used for the past fucking two years i'm so used to feeling like i need i need something on my back like i need something like a burden like i need something to bother me and i can't even respond in a way well i have let's say i can't i have um, trouble responding in a way that I can just say, no, I'm fucking good. And like, so it's almost like people don't fucking believe me, you know, and it's, it's okay. It's, I, I want to thank you for showing concern. I want to thank you for asking me questions. I want to thank you for understanding how I feel, you know, and that's, that's what it is. That's what I think we all should be doing, which is probably what is overlooked because there's people that are listening and there's people that are out there that don't feel good. But do the opposite, right? They show such a smiley face, such a a great workout, such a positive meme. But none of that is true. All of it is just trying to help them in whatever funk they're in. I always say, I think it was, I was actually talking with Ames too. We know when someone's hurting is when they post a lot. We know when someone's really hurt when they stop posting, right? They get you watch when people, when I was hurting, I was trying to keep myself busy. I was trying to let things that um, make me feel good. And I try to share it, right? Because it's not, it's not like, Hey, I want you to feel good. No, I want me to feel good, right? I want me to feel good. And someone to respond to that, that share that they agree with me. You know, like something about that meme or something about that quote resonated with them because it resonates with me really well. And now we have something to talk about. Right? And they, you do it again and again and again because it, it feels good. Then you get to the point where you're like, fuck this, fuck everything. And then you disappear. Right? And that's when you're in trouble. And that's when you should go find out. But a lot of us say, oh, maybe he just needs a break. Uh, maybe she needs just some time off. She does. She does need time off. He does need time off. But that time off might be the worst thing for them. 
without someone saying something or dropping in or dropping by or giving them a call. So just because someone appears to be great and appears to be good, there's different faces of depression. There's different faces of suicide. There's different faces of anxiety. Everyone is different. And we all suffer in our own way. But it's still the same hell. right? It's still the same pits of darkness. But it's cool to have friends like you guys that actually don't give up. So I want to thank you all for helping me out of my darkness, out of my garbage, out of my world. And the world, sh- you know, the world goes dark sometimes. Like the moon is never always full. The moon is sometimes a little bit of a thing. Sometimes it's a full, is that an eclipse? I don't know. Is that an eclipse? Lunar eclipse? Whatever. You know, it's, there's going to be times where you're not going to feel so bright. It's going to be cloudy. But nothing is worse than just being in a thunderstorm for years. Nothing is worse. Because it's just dark. And you're trying to see light. And you're trying to see happiness. And you're trying to see greatness. And then lightning strikes. strikes, And it smashes you down and burns you. Start over. In darkness. It's hard to get out of that cloud. It really is. But I'd like to say for myself, with the help of, you know, medicine and therapies, I have a psychiatrist, I have a therapist, I had group medications of all different sorts and types of medications, guys. Like, I can't even tell you how many fucking medicines they gave me. To finally finding one, that combination, that works and it's the least. You know, I feel like those other ones helped in a way, but I felt like it created more for me. And sometimes we're taking medication, not understanding or knowing if it's good for you or not. And afraid to say something, afraid to speak up to your doctor, just because they're the professional. You know, they're testing too. I'll be right there. Here, Sage, come here. Here's the remote. Okay, don't touch the screen. That's your remote. Go ahead. Be careful. Go. Sure, they're your doctors and they're they're the professionals in in the field and how it is. They know everything, of course. You know, they know the stats. They know the science. They know the trends. They know what's happening to you. They know your. But the medication, that's, that's trial and error. That's figuring it out. What's best for you? What do you want? What do you, don't you like? What do you like? For me, I didn't like any of them. You know, I think I'm on Wellbutrin, Wellbutrin still, and definitely lithium. Soon I'd like to be off them, you know, but I guess you got to wait till I'm completely stable. And then, you know, there's a lot of readings that say, like, I'm never really going to be off them. It's probably safer to keep staying on them, but I don't want to. That's like poison, you know, it's poison. I try to eat healthy. I try to be good. I try to work out and stuff. And like, I'm just putting poison into my body, but this poison's helping me right now. You know, and you got to think about it that way, too, because a lot of you guys put poison in your body weekly but to kind of cope. It's called alcohol, right? It's alcohol. It's poison. We put it into our bodies to feel good. Same shit as medicine. Same shit. We put other substances into our body to make us feel better, be better, perform better, something. 
there's no difference. I guess this is my PED, right? This is my performance-enhancing drug. Lithium and Wellbutrin, so I don't fucking kill myself. So I don't do anything drastic or stupid or crazy, which I really miss. I really miss the craziness. I really miss crazy Pete. And that's crazy to say. But I miss him. I miss the outlandish ideas. I miss the, 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 the ridiculousness of thoughts that just seemed correct. They seem like I can do it, and I can. If I think things, like, and it runs through me in that way, I never knew that was bipolar episodes. I, I didn't fucking know that. I found all this out this year, and I'm 44. Imagine you guys that are just think you have great high energy and you have these ideas and it's great creativity. And it's because you're maybe bipolar. I don't know. Go fucking see a doctor and see if if it's true or not. Nothing wrong with it. But there can be something wrong with it if you're placed in a bad position. And that was me. There was nothing wrong with me. I, I lived off those moments. I, I, was, I felt fantastic in those, those times. But then down times, that depressive state, I felt like shit. But it took a bunch of series of, of punches to my face that I couldn't recover from, where it finally put me into a bad place, where those ideas now became different ideas. Right? They went an opposite way. They weren't positive or creative now. They were thoughts that I, I can do things to myself. There were thoughts that I was neglecting. There were thoughts where I was just a burden. And it was just big thoughts that kind of you know, kept spinning and spinning and spinning. That's when I turned into that, that cloud. That's when it started to shut down. And it's tough. You know? Because you had to put the face on. You got to put the face on. The face of everything is all right. I'm making jokes, so I'm okay. Pete's being ridiculous. He's so happy. I make the jokes because I don't want to feel bad anymore. I make you laugh because it makes me smile. Right? I do the things that I do because I'm giving something to you positively, and that makes me feel good. And then at the end of the stick, I'm giving all I can. Right? I'm giving all I can. And that's all I do. I don't think it's a bad thing. But there's got to be a time where you kind of get back. And I, I felt like I wasn't getting back. Or, or was it, I don't, also I don't allow people to give back to me. Right? If I give you $500, which I, I never would because I don't have it. <laughs> if I had $500 and I could give it to you, I probably wouldn't ask for it back. But in my head, I would expect maybe that you would, you know? I think we all do. I think we all think that way. Like, that motherfucker, I gave him 500 bucks and now he don't fucking give me shit. Can't even give me a pancake. All I want is a pancake. With blueberries. Can't even give me a pancake and blueberries. Can't even go to IHOP, the cheapest pancake alive, and just give me blueberry pancakes. I gave him 500 bucks. You can't, meet, you can't get me IHOP, IHOP with blueberry syrup. 
All right, that's enough. I just spilled water everywhere. But yeah, in the, in the in the gist of things, people, you have friends and you know them, or you know their trends, you know what they're doing, and you kind of have to watch. A lot of us are just very blind to what we see, and or don't want to say anything because you don't want to hurt their feelings, and it sucks, right? Hurting your feelings sucks. Well, sometimes I'm happy people do. I hate them. I hate them for doing it, but sometimes, yeah, it needs to be done. In that way, meaning like, I don't mean like hurting their feelings that bad way. I mean like they're hurting. Check on them and ask them a serious question. Like, are you doing okay? You know, because that hurts sometimes. Like, yeah, motherfucker, yeah, I'm doing okay. Can't you see? Like, I'm doing okay. It's like, yeah, okay. I'm just wondering because something seems off. Something seems different. These are the hard conversations I'm talking about. You know, and being that person that, that they can talk to or go to or hang out with. Which I really, I'm very fortunate to, to have these people in my life. It just counts, man. Shit just counts. And people don't, people, what's the word there? Neglect? No. Discredit that feeling. Being wanted, needed, and being, being just want be cared for, it's a human trait that sometimes isn't fulfilled. We try, but what we do is we try to fulfill it for other people, right? So we care about people more. We help people more. We give people more because that makes us feel semi-whole. But on the back end, we're being ripped apart. It's almost like you're giving every ounce of energy, every ounce of love, every ounce of care to other people. And you find other ways to cope with it, whether it's exercise, whether it's alcohol, whether it's drugs, porno, I don't know, what else, social media, things that are just very addictive that make you like feel good really fast. I lost my train of thought. I lost it where I was going there. But yeah, so I'm, like I said, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling better, um, and I'm moving along. I've been getting injured a lot lately again, so it's different injuries now, not like just the hip and knees. It's fucking now like shoulders and neck and ribs. I hurt my ribs. Fucking hurts. It hurts. <laughs> like I go against guys that are 3, 40, 420, 280. Like there's some big dudes in the gym, and you know, I'm, I'm not going to say no. I'm not going to expect to hurt myself, but there's times where, like, it's kind of heavy, and, you know, it's kind of big, and I'm not that strong. But everyone is susceptible to getting injured, and for me, it could just be a, a whole line of it being immobile, not being as flexible as I need to be in different positions, or as stable as I need to be in different positions, so I end up getting hurt, but I fucking love it. I fucking love it. Like, when I miss practice, I'm talking about jujitsu, just in case you don't know that. When I miss jujitsu, I, I hate myself. <laughs> like, I, it's almost like when you miss your workout, but I know I need to take off. You know, like, I know I can't work out seven days a week without something opposite of what my body wants to, what I want for my body to do to happen. 
I have to take off. I fucking just stay home and I'll just do mobility and I won't do anything. Like I'll, maybe I'll just go for a walk. But like as you get older and as you understand more, especially people that are like in weight loss, we always feel like we have to do more. Where we always feel like we have to have our heart rate at the fullest potential and wanting to die. And that's, I don't want to say that the problem with CrossFit and Crank and that everything else, there's a problem with that because your, your body is being overloaded. Right, it's overloaded with, what's a word? Well, your search, central nervous system getting beat up. You're never getting, you know, I'm trying to put in easy terms here so you guys understand it. Your body needs to recover. And recover doesn't mean going for a 10-mile jog. Recover doesn't mean to go for a three-mile hard run. That's still central nervous system. Your heart rate's still going super high. Right, so for me... I went hard on Monday, Tuesday. I'm going to either do technique, which means I'm just going to go through the motions and drill and practice on my own and then stretch and then walk the dogs. And that's still staying active. You know, I've been stretching every morning now, by the way. Every morning I stretch. And probably nighttime too, whenever I can. But a lot of us get into the, no one tells us that like it's, you have to stop in order to see some results that you want. Because I know if I keep doing that, I'm going to burn. I'm going to burn out. I'm not going to lose weight. I'm going to lose more muscle than anything. And my body is just going to stick. Right? It's just that stress. You're adding more stress to your body. And your body, it's all it is. Weight loss, weight gain, fat loss. It's all stress management. Right? How, do you, how do you control your stress? And a lot of us use exercise to relieve our stress. Right, because our life is very stressful or a job is very stressful. So it's like, if I don't fucking work out today, I'm going to lose my mind. Well, guess what? Just like I said before, you're now using exercise as your drug. Been there, done that. That's why I'm, that's why I'm super injured all the time. That's why I have a fake hip. Okay, guys, I have a fake hip. At 33, I had a fake, I have a fake fucking hip. Because I thought I could, un, I could outrun my emotions. I thought I could outwork my feelings because it felt good. Nothing, nothing more feels good than fucking the pain in your legs, inside your chest, and your heart when you can't breathe during a workout. Fucking feels amazing because you feel like you're gonna die, right? It feels like, it, and then you don't, and then you're proud of yourself. And it was high five me. Work what stress? What stress? Right. Three years of that, hip surgery. Three years, 13, 20 years of that, hip surgery. Just another form of self-harm. And I, it's little things that you just don't realize because no one really tells you that. You know, there's got to be the balance. I work out hard Monday, I chill out on Tuesday. I work out, I work out hard on Wednesday, I chill out on Thursday. Unless I know I'm going to chill out on Friday, then I'll work hard back to back if I can, and then I'll take off Friday, Saturday. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's going to be the cycle. And you got to kind of have to understand how to do it. Now, some people can, can ride more than three times a week, right? If you're a beginner, I'd say three times a week with some moderate cardio, just going for a walk. People really uh, underestimate the power of going for a fucking walk. I feel like it was really good um, during the quarantine time because people had nothing else to do. So they didn't want to work out, but you see more people walking outside. But you stopped. Right now that you can take your masks off and suck a dick, like you can, you go for a walk now. You don't go for walks anymore. You stay inside and jerk off. 
right? Or you go to your gym now and you, you beat the shit out of yourself all the time. You can't. You're going to get adverse effects. More does not equal better. Trust me. Not only do I understand it, not only am I educated in it, I also have felt it personally. If you're a beginner, different story. Do whatever the fuck you want, right? And it comes to that time where you'll have to take off. But if you're a beginner, most likely you don't need that much time, but your body will tell you how, how sore you're going to be or um, when you can or can't do something. I'm just going to say I have no idea what I was talking about because I didn't press record on the fucking microphone when I took a break. And it was definitely some good stuff. I was just going. Guys, I was going. And I looked and I didn't, nothing was recording. Anyway, I guess we're going to talk about limitations. But like we're, you talk about, like you always want more, right? And more is not better. For me, I had a drink. Like yesterday, I, first off, yesterday I had to take off, right? And it was very hard for me to take off working out. I wanted to do something, whether it was sled drags or sled pulls or, you know, stuff like, anything like that. Um, it was difficult for me, for me to, to just relax and just do stuff that was safe for me. So I went into the gym. I did some sled pulls, right? Nothing hard just to get my heart rate up a little bit, not like when I'm doing sprints, just to do more rehab stuff. Did more rehab stuff, took my time off, stretched a lot, and then I came home, and then I made myself a drink. You know, I made myself an old-fashioned. It was like 4, 5 o'clock at night, and it tasted good, and watching TV, playing video games with the kids, and then I made another one, and now I start to feel really good. I was like, all right, this fucking, this feels good. I feel fucking fantastic right now. I'm cooking dinner. So I started cooking dinner, getting dinner ready. And then I put another one. Now I know, that's like I said, like there's going to be that point to where you can either ride the wave or come down crashing. And I think if I had that next drink, that drink would have been 15 more and I would have been flying outside somewhere. You know, like where's Pete? Let's find him. Because he's somewhere in Las Vegas and we now, this is now a mission to find him. It's going to be hangover. Where is he? Is he on the roof with the mattress? No. He's going to be home. So I, I chilled out. I stopped in his moderation, understanding, like, that's that's it. You know, you enjoy the ride for a little bit, but know when you'd have to take off. And it's very difficult for working out for me to do that. So hard. So hard. Because I'm such an endurance freak. Like, I'm mean, not an endurance freak. It's not like I like running. Right? It's just that feeling of the burn. Right? The feeling of the... The pump, a feeling of uh, your heart feeling like it's, you know, you know what I mean. You, like, you can't even take any more steps because your legs are burning so bad. Like, that fucking feels good. Because when you're done, you're proud of yourself. Nothing better than that. Why, why shouldn't you be? You worked really hard. You should be very proud of yourself. But there comes a point where you have to understand the balance of what it is you're trying to do for what it is you're doing. And I, I stepped it up a notch last night. You know what I did? I signed up for a competition. That's right. I signed up for a BJJ, a Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu competition here in Las Vegas on the 20th. Not much time. Not much time to train anymore. Um, but, I, you know, I do these things because I want to know. Like, yeah, I could go in and practice. I go in and get beat up by all the purple belts, brown belts, black belts, white belts. Everyone beats me up. Right, we're all equal in their blue belts. Well, we're not equal. They beat the shit out of us. Because <laughs> they're 
bigger and they understand more. But I need to know for myself, like, what do I got? And that's why I like competing. That's why I like doing things that are scary because this is going to change me. It's going to make me better. Why? Number one, it's scary as shit. Right? Was I, you know how long it took me to press, like, payment? Yes. Like, PayPal enter? It took, I was very hesitant. Because I was like, why do you have to do this? Why do you, why do you want to do this? And now I locked it in. Now I am doing it. Right? And scary. And then I fucking love it. So what that scary feeling does, it makes you think more structured. It's like, okay, well, I'm not, I can't eat like shit. I can't fucking have benders. I have to eat, take my vitamins. I have to stretch. I have to take baths. I have to work out. I have to train. I have to do technique. I have to chill out. Right? And now those become priorities. Because now I don't want to, like, make a fool out of myself. Nonetheless, lose. And I might. That's cool. Because if you lose, you're going to learn. And that's why I do it. That's why I believe competition or signing up for things and races are important in a competitive level. It, it challenges you to become a better person. It challenges you to, to figure out what, what, what your, your weak points are and your strong points. Because when I go in there, it's just going to be primal instinct. Right? I'm going to go in there, I'm going to shake hands, and then I'm going to do whatever my body's automatically going to think to do. There's no game plan. Like, I have a little bit of a game plan, yeah. Like, what I normally do, what I'm going to look for, how I'm going to take them down, how I'm going to control them, how I'm going to get out, what happens if I get to this position. But it's going to be automatic. So, like, all the drilling I've done over and over and over again is now going to show. Now, where am I messing up? Where's little details I have to work over, over and over again? So it's, uh, it's going to be fun. Scary, of course, but it's going to be fun and challenging. It'll be uh, March 20th, um, somewhere in Henderson, somewhere, because I have a canker sore on my tongue, somewhere in Henderson. Um, if you know where Henderson is, it's like a suburb. It's like a white suburb of Las Vegas. So if you're, is that racist? Am I allowed to say that? I hope, I hope so. I hope I, don't, I hope I don't get canceled on Spotify for saying that. Um, it's somewhere... That way, I don't know. There's houses there, more streets, a little more suburbish versus over here where people drive down 30 miles over the speed limit over here or really fast. I think someone like came up onto the sidewalk and rocks last night. It sounded like it. I thought they were going to crash through the fucking gates over here. So a little bit more um, family oriented over there. So it's uh, it's in that area. And uh, I believe it's called Five, I forgot, <laughs> Five Point Grappling, Five Grappling, I don't remember, let me see, nah, that's right, I forget, and uh, I'm in a middleweight division, so it's like 170 to 190, so within that range, so I was already cutting down trying to get to 170, now I'm not, now I'm just going to ride, I've been stuck at like 182, 184, I've been around there. Um, for a while, you know, it's kind of been my new set point and it's been challenging to, to get down or higher. So I've increased my calories a little bit more from the deficit and it, um, it still stays the same. So I'm just going to keep feeding myself more and more and more until my body kind of sticks. So I have proper fuel with a lot of carbohydrates, a lot of protein for recovery and a lot of fats for, uh, my healthy joints, you know, a nice balance of macronutrients inside here. Cause it's performance based now. I'm not going to try to cut weight. I have to stay within, I'm probably good right where I'm at. 
So I'm just going to make sure my body is fueled up correctly, eating the right foods, no shit foods, right? No more sugary foods and no more cakes and cookies and all that other noise. Not that I had a lot of it, but having it all the time, now I'm not. I'm just going to eat fruits and keep loading my body with the, the best nutrients it can so I can perform at the best of my ability on that day. And uh, the outcome, who cares? No. People always say, are you scared? Why do you do it? Uh, what, do you, what, what, what if you lose? I'm, I kind of expect to lose. You know, I never really go in there. It sucks because, like, I wish I had that, like, mindset where it's like, I'm fucking kill him. I'm get him. I'm get him. You're going to die. I'm going to die. Let's do this shit. Like, I don't feel that way. I'm like, I want to have a good time. You want to dance after? You know, I just want to go in and have a good time. And, of course, when, like, uh, the whistle blows or whatever happens there, I'm going to get competitive. I'm going to try to win. I'm not going to be a dick about it. You know, that's just me. I'm not, that's my personality. I'm not that guy. I want to do it to learn. I want to do it to challenge myself. I want to do it to feel different. I want to be scared. I want to shit my pants. Like, I'm going to shit my pants. Just like stand-up comedy. I like stand-up because of the rush of fucking shitting my pants before they say my name while you're standing on the side of the stage. And it could have been the worst set in the entire planet. It could have been the worst jokes ever, and that's even worse. Or it could have been the greatest set ever, and that's fantastic. But the, the seconds, minutes, the half hour since you walk into the building to when you get on stage, it just is a rush. It's like a rush of like, oh my God, what the fuck am I doing? Why is this? And now to the stage, he's from New Jersey, Pete, I said, all right, here we go. Let's fucking run this shit. Hey, what's up? Like, that's it. And it's, all those feelings are gone, right? You're just there with the crowd now. There in the moment. There you're doing it, trying to make them laugh, trying to find out what works. And the same thing with this. Once the whistle blows, and it's time. Now it's going to work. Well, how's it going to work? How am I going to take him down? Is this guy resistant? He's going to stand up with his head down. What am I going to do? So much, so much thinking. But you're in the moment. You're right there doing whatever it is you got to do in the moment. You can't even hear the crowd. You can't even hear your coaches at times. There's nothing. There's nothing that compares to the one-on-one battle of a wrestling match, of a jiu-jitsu match, of probably a boxing match, but I don't want to box. Because it's just all you hear is, and then it's just your thoughts. And you're there figuring shit out. And that's the best. Learning to be in the moment whether you win or lose, is the best. All right, guys. On that note, I'm going to go to practice. I got to go. I will see you guys later. Thank you so much for coming out to this episode of uh, Jersey to Vegas, episode number 39. Um, Yeah, man, the book is out. So it's on Amazon. Check it out. And if you have... um, purchased it whether it's from me thank you guys so much or if you're going to go on amazon and get it thank you so much and if you can please leave a rating and a review either for this podcast too if you could do that apparently it helps um and same thing on amazon uh books please go to amazon if you have read the book because it's not going to take you that long and because um, it's like three pages long and uh leave a, a honest review let me know what you guys think about it you know I, I put my heart obviously inside that book um i put everything i i opened up everything in that book and now you'll understand a little bit i already got some messages of what people say it's like now i understand why you had to leave and it it kind of makes sense to me so i'll see you guys later 
rate and review the book, rate and review this podcast, and I will see you guys next week for episode number 40. Peace out, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch all the latest from Pete, you can follow him on Instagram at Pete Isop. Thanks again, and see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.